0: Hello and welcome to Carrots and Suffering. I am Nate, and this is a fifth edition real play actual play podcast with editing high role play intrigue plots, dark fairy tales, and some of those sweet, sweet and mostly edited out mechanics for the super nerds out there. you, yes, you listener, can make a difference by leaving a rating and review or perhaps telling your friends about us with your mouth parts or your clacky fingers. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast for an announcement about some upcoming vacation time we're taking, and please, for all that is mystical and unholy, stay safe and healthy out there, my fellow awesome humans. Now, last time on Carrots and Suffering. Sable managed to scare off a giant owl that was hunting her as she traveled to the Lunaria estate.
1: And I will just shake my head no, and I will waggle my finger in its direction...
0: Lady Mason, a social antagonist who wants to bring back blood magic, offered to help Jalen with her orphanage project. This orphanage idea could really be benefited by a a formal central location, and because I have the space, I'd like to offer it to your project.
2: Jalen keeps a straight face.
0: Our heroes recap the politics of the town and find themselves increasingly at odds with the methods of Baroness Yennefer Varathy, even if they like her policies.
3: There seem to be two camps forming. One in opposition of the use of magic, and the other for it, and led by Yennefer.
0: Thomas Drury was caught snooping on the Masons, having supposedly witnessed Byron Mason murdering people at his estate.
1: (laughs) She kind of lifts her paw and looks at it, and sets it down further away from where that
2: illusory whoopee cushion is. Jalen says out of the corner of her mouth, barking spiders? (laughs)
0: Our heroes discovered sheep carelessly left out and being hunted by a giant owl and promptly herded them to safety, and used the last of their magic animal bait to send the owl on a goose chase.
1: So why are these sheep out? Yeah, that is a
3: good question. Why are the sheep out at night?
2: That is a good question.
3: Nate the farm boy.
0: (laughs) Finally, arriving in House Frikers, our heroes confront something rather unusual. A swarm of bugs. Flying insects of some kind can be heard in the distance, and it's getting closer and closer. And then it goes over your head and to the horse barn, and it settles on the top of the horse barn.
2: Well, we know where to go. Jalen goes, I don't know how to fight a swarm of bugs.
0: Okay, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Nate, and I will be your Dungeon Master.
1: I'm Sandra, I play Sable the Druid. I'm Mandy, I play Jalen the Rogue. I'm Julie, I play Silfa the Wizard.
3: I have some ideas, but oh, I'm going to roll nature.
0: Nature would tell you if this is natural. Arcana would tell you what spells could produce this effect.
3: Okay, so Sylpha will roll Arcana. It's a 20.
0: There are several spells, actually. So there's one called Insect Plague. Mm -hmm. which you don't think is producing this effect. The bugs are moving too fast and too coordinated for this to be insect swarm. You can summon swarms or conjure woodland beings, which could produce some swarms. You think the range that this covered is too great. So you think this is an actual swarm of bugs.
3: An actual swarm of bugs that's behaving unusually in a very... asserted manner
0: your arcana roll didn't tell you won't tell you that the bugs are behaving normally or, or abnormally but nature would
1: okay i'd like to roll a nature then let's see it or you know i could just fuck that one up oh
0: no 10 you can't tell what kind of bugs it is right now yeah because it's dark and they're far away
1: i have nature as
3: well oh a 26 26 <laughs> I know about bugs, okay? <laughs> you do. It's true,
0: you are from the bug house.
2: <laughs> I know bugs. <laughs> I have the bug, bug parts. House.
0: <laughs> these bugs are coordinated in a way that you would describe as a hive mind. There is no bug that is not in perfect alignment with every other bug. There is a singular consciousness guiding these bugs, and that is not natural.
1: Nate? Can we assume if we saw that swarm of bugs rush over our head that we ran to follow it?
0: We can assume that you ran to follow it. The bugs move at a speed of 120 feet, so bugs are fast.
3: That's some kind of magic effect, and those insects are like a single unified organism.
2: Can you do that webby thing that you do, like that you did with the needle blights and the giant?
1: I thought that might be one means of controlling them. I'm guessing that we're hurrying along that direction as we're talking. You're
0: jogging. Having a discussion while jogging. Yeah. So you think there's a
2: person controlling it?
3: I think it... Well, I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's possible that that could be a person or a a creature, you know? Like the way those insects are acting, it's as if they're one being. I know a great deal about fetches, but I don't know all of their capabilities,
1: maybe something could turn into a swarm. One being or a hundred, we can do damage to it. Like the moment that I think I'm within range, I will skid to a halt and pull out a little moon seed plant and a piece of opalescent stone and start casting a spell that you've seen me cast before.
0: You cast your moonbeam spell. The moonbeam hits the top of the building. It illuminates what appears to be a locust swarm. Give me the damage of one round of Moonbeam.
1: 2d10 Radiant Damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay. Do you want me to roll? Yes. 7 plus 9. Nice. 16.
0: It's super effective, as it is an AoE.
1: For those of you who don't know, that means area of effect.
0: You see bugs evaporate, in lar- like a swarm of them just fizzle. And a large portion of them skitter through holes in the roof of the barn. But you hear something when it hits them that sounds like a scream of pain. And the bugs are now in the barn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will say to everyone else, might want to get in the barn some of these things got into it did you hear that yep plan on sweeping this moonbeam over as many insects as i can because there are still insects out here right
0: there are yeah you can sweep it through but the the majority of the swarm seems to be gone so you're sort of cleaning up the locusts you can hear the horses begin losing their shit fuck all right jalen's gonna head for the barn door Okay, you get to the barn
2: door. She's going to try to
0: slip in. It is a rolling door that is real big, but you can roll me a disadvantage to stealth roll. I rolled two 11s, which is a 21. Okay. (laughs) So so it's been oiled recently, apparently. You slide the door open a little bit, and you see a spider, only it's been badly mutated. It has a giant scorpion stinger and claws. (sighs) coming off of its thorax. And how big is it overall? Is it a huge spider? It's about the size of one of these horses. Okay. And it seems to have appeared clinging to the ceiling. You don't have any idea how it got in here. It's way too big for any of the openings. And the rafters are covered in locusts. And this thing drops into a horse stall. And we will roll initiative.
1: Oh, 14, 15 for me.
3: 15 for me as well. I believe that Sable probably has a higher dex. Mine is 14.
1: No, we're the same.
0: Who's smarter?
1: Uh, Sylpha. Well, I
0: have
3: okay. higher intelligence. She has higher wisdom.
0: <laughs> Thomas is going to go on 12. Jalen, what did you get on initiative? 16. 16 is Jalen. Then we're going to have Sylpha go next at 14 minus 1. And we will have Sable go next at 14 minus 2. And going at 20... The spider goes first. ...is the spider thing. It tears into a horse. <sighs> you hear awful noises, terrible screams. Something truly abysmal has happened in that little cell where that horse was kept. It's gruesome. And it's your turn.
2: Does she have a line of sight into this stall, or is she going to have to like get
0: into the barn to see it? So the stall has like a four-foot-tall solid wooden thing around it and then a work that covers the top eight feet to the roof of the barn. So you can see in that space that the horse is no longer visible but there's this giant stinger that you you can clearly see.
2: Okay so she definitely has a line of sight to hit this thing. Yes. She's gonna shoot it with a crossbow and then she's gonna use her bonus action to hide.
0: Okay. You are firing through a latticework of wood. I'm going to give the creature plus two AC. Okay. Do I get
2: advantage because I'm shooting first?
0: You do get advantage because you're an assassin.
2: Okay. Eighteen. Okay.
0: It strikes it in the tail. Excellent. You strike a intense carapace, but it does manage to get through and stab it. Roll your damage. Twenty-one. There's a loud screech. That escapes this creature. And Sylpha.
2: And when she ducks back out to hide, she looks at the others and says, giant spider scorpion. The door opened. Third stall.
0: Just enough for Jalen to slide in sideways. So, Sylpha.
3: To give us a sense of where we are, how far is the horse barn from the manor where all the people are?
0: So the, the manor is in sight. You can tell that there are lights on inside of it, but it's probably 300 feet away. They probably heard the horse scream. If they heard anything, it will take them probably six rounds to get here, if they were literally waiting by the door.
3: Mm, And as much time for one of us to run there.
0: I mean, 300 feet, you could run there in five turns.
3: I just wanted an idea of how far away the people are from danger.
2: It sounds like if we can keep it at the barn, they're going to be okay. So... Presuming she can see this creature,
3: Sophia will hurl Ray of Frost at it.
0: Okay, so you stick your head through the little crack. There is the creature. I'm still giving it plus two AC because it is through a, a lattice work. Will a 15 hit? 15 misses because of the wood. So your icicle slams into the lattice and cracks the wood apart. And that's going to bring us to. Sable.
1: I'm going to try something crazy if I can get within 60 feet of it.
0: You can move forward 30 feet and be in the doorway, and that is, it's it's inside a barn, so it's like 20 feet away.
1: 20 feet? Okay. We kind of want to know where this fucker is coming from, right? I somewhat thoughtlessly, but also very determinedly, drop the moonbeam, get forward, push the door open a little bit more so I can actually stand in the doorway and see this thing, and I say to it, Beast! Stop your attack, and I'm going to cast Dominate Beast.
0: Okay, and what kind of saving throw?
1: It is a Wisdom saving throw.
0: Okay, the beast has a minus one, but does roll a 19, generating an 18, oh. which I think will cause it to succeed. Yeah. So the beast does not get dominated.
1: Damn. 19 how the hell did it get a 19
0: <laughs> i mean it's odds were one in 10
1: i know but i had to try because we got you know we got to see if we can find out where this thing is coming we'd like from. to be
2: able to prove that Jennifer is
0: behind this so thomas runs in behind you and pulls from his pocket a boot knife and then looks into this barn and is not loving his odds
1: I'm just looking at him like, what
0: the fuck are you doing? He's like, ah, uh, okay, here's, here's a thing. Get him, Jalen. Jalen, you're inspired. Oh, neat. You can add a d6 to your next roll. Okay, great. Something about having Thomas near you <laughs> seems inspiring. <laughs> With uh, his little boot knife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably not the little boot knife.
3: You're like, even little Thomas is trying. I feel like I really need to do my best here.
2: She's like, wow, you're endearing as fuck, and that makes me want to kill this thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The spider creature lets out this scream, comes over the stall front gate, and is now in the middle of this barn, and it tries to skitter away from you up the wall, but it's real big. Yeah. There's nowhere for it to go. So it's it's kind of cornered. It's going to instead cower. Good. Immediately, it starts to shrink. It shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and it, like you can't see it anymore. It is now probably the size of a spider.
2: Of an actual spider?
0: Of an actual spider. And then you hear a, a kind of whispering and chittering on the wind, and the room starts to fill precipitously fast with bugs just like there's a swarm of angry grasshoppers and locusts filling the entire interior of the barn and the horses are probably going nuts okay everybody give me an arcana roll
1: i rolled a natural roll 20 excellent
0: this makes sense this is the insect plague spell it is known by decently powerful druids you you actually might be the only one powerful enough in circles that you can cast this spell you know that something cast the spell, something is concentrating to have this spell be active, and everything in the barn is going to make a saving throw to see what happens, which is just horses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, they all roll real bad.
1: Poor horses.
0: So yeah, the spell does 4d10 damage, but the damage also is bad. Let's see how many hit points horses have. Okay, not many. So, yeah, you watch in horror as... Oh, no.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Oh, this breaks my heart. Believe that Counterspell is a reactive spell, yes.
0: Counterspell is a reaction. You could try Counterspell.
3: I believe that is what Sylpha is going to do the instant that she recognizes a... is that a spell is being cast. da 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 da
0: You might save all of these horses. So, Counterspell. This is a fifth-level spell you're trying to Counterspell.
3: Okay. So in this case, the DC is 10 plus 5, so 15.
2: What does Counterspell actually do?
3: You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of 3rd level or lower, the spell fails and has no effect. If it is casting a spell of 4th level or higher, you make an ability check using your spellcasting ability, and the DC is equal to 10 plus the spell's level. On a success, it fills.
1: Let's cheerlead Silva Go, Go Silva.
3: Woo! That is an 18. Woo! Yay!
0: Okay. So retroactively, bugs start to land on horses, and then bugs just disappear like they were never there. The horses didn't love that, but they're all alive.
3: And Sylpha will say loudly, that was a spell, which means the caster is in this barn. And she starts looking around for that mutated spider.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Jalen. Can she see the spider? So roll me perception.
1: It's hard. (laughs) That's pretty good. Nineteen.
0: And I actually, I am going to impose disadvantage because you were trying to fight a spider.
1: In a barn. <laughs> but she's a chameleon, Nate. I'm a chameleon. At night. Her lizard senses
2: are. <laughs> and, and we have a frog with us. So I rolled a fifteen the first time and a sixteen the second time. So it's still a nineteen.
0: <laughs> okay. You see this creature. It is a limping, mutated spider in a tiny web of proportionate size in the back corner of the barn.
2: She gonna
1: shoot it twice. Okay. It's tiny. <laughs> well. You said, right?
0: It is very tiny.
1: And she might miss. <laughs> She's gonna take a rolled up newspaper.
2: <laughs> Bad. Bad spider. <laughs> she is under no delusion that that thing might stay tiny. <laughs> Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you could break its concentration. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty sure that whatever Sylpha did probably pissed it off, so... True.
0: Are you looking up something, Nate? I'm looking at the armor class of a spider, oh. <laughs> so you need to roll me a disadvantaged attack roll. Okay, but I am shooting it twice, so... That's fair.
2: <laughs> I'm rolling well today. All right, so that is a 23, and... Your
0: first shot hits a spider in its web... Blasting it into the roof and pinning it.
2: Okay, and the second one, 8 plus 9 is 17.
0: Your second one splits your first crossbow bolt in half.
2: (laughs) Is the spider still wiggling?
0: No. No, it is not.
2: I mean, that's a 9 plus You
0: don't have to roll damage.
2: 17 damage.
0: (laughs) Spiders only have one hit point, so... (laughs) You kill it.
2: Jalen doesn't like spiders.
0: (laughs) No, not anymore. (laughs) Silpha, in this barn, there are three very upset horses. They are closed in stalls. The rafters are filled with locusts, and that's what you can see.
3: For my next trick, I think Silpha is going to put a web up where the locusts are are into the rafters to hopefully ensnare some locusts.
0: The locusts roll a one. So you fill the rafters with webbings, and like instantly the locusts try to take off, and they are just two-a-one stuck to webs. It's super effective. (laughs) Sable, the rafters are now filled with thick webs, and there are just locusts stuck everywhere.
1: Do we see anything else in here?
0: No, there are three horses and a rafter full of webs.
1: All right. Is there a torch... In a barn or a lantern?
0: There is an unlit lantern.
1: We
3: have Sulphus lantern. Do you want light, or are you thinking of lighting something
1: on fire? I'm thinking about like threatening to light something on fire, just in case it is a being. Our heroic act might be diminished a bit if we burn down their, down barns. their barn. <laughs> yes. I didn't say I was going to set it on fire. I said I was going to threaten to set it on fire.
3: <laughs> and this is how the Verathi Grove burned. <laughs>
2: And and there's a sequel to the song, and the barn burned down, and the barn burned down. (laughs) Uh,
0: That one is a western, actually. Yeah. It's a real barn burning down (laughs) at the farm.
1: Well, the thing is, I don't know if this is the only thing that's in here. I think I was
3: going to take out my lantern just to illuminate the barn.
0: Without taking any additional action, Sophie, you can have your lantern light up it is a magical lighting lantern so you can give sable the ability to see better sable will you do still get a turn because we are an initiative
3: more to the point i was curious whether the lantern was glowing of its own accord
0: due to fey magic (laughs) i forgot about that your lantern was already on there is a powerful source of fairy magic within 30 feet
1: i'll say sylva do you think that thing up there's the caster you think it's in here I honestly do not know. All right, then I'm casting fairy fire to see if I can find if out if there's anything else in here.
3: I want to point out the lantern also illuminates things that are invisible, so if there were an
1: invisible caster, they would be visible as well. That's right. Okay, then I wouldn't need to do that. Yeah, save that spell. So yeah, there's nothing in here that's invisible that we can't that we can't see. Do we hear anything going on outside?
0: Let me. <laughs> Natural one from the house. No one seems to have responded. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they decided to get drunk tonight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they were all looking the other and direction.
2: they're playing music or something. <laughs> they just can't even hear anything.
1: Yeah, like literally right when the horse screamed, somebody in there was going, Yah <laughs> yee <Yee-haw! laughs> Yeah. ding 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 ding
0: Dueling banjos inside. You don't know, but
1: little piece of wheat between their teeth <laughs> back in my day <laughs> oh god all right i'm gonna calm the horses down then we've got a little bit of time okay i'm gonna like go around and try to see if i can sue the horses there's blood in the air because that one horse is probably just
0: destroyed uh, there's, there's nothing left of
1: that horse yeah that one's destroyed
0: it was obliterated thomas will try to calm the horse as well he can't tell what the fuck's going on at the top of the initiative order you hear, again, a faint, chittering whisper. Silpha and... Well, actually, everybody roll me Arcana, because you've all heard this spell cast before.
2: Fifteen.
3: Oh, not so great on that one. I mean, I know it's a spell being cast, but it's only a twelve.
0: Jalen, that is an invisibility spell. Nothing goes invisible, because there's a lantern here.
2: <laughs> okay. But can, okay. can we see what's making the... The
0: whisper? I mean, can we see what's whispering? Uh, it sounds like it's coming from up, like in the webbing.
2: Okay, Jalen will say invisibility. Yeah.
0: But nothing changes. Oh, so it's Jalen's turn. And it is Jalen's turn.
2: She doesn't have anything solid to shoot at, right? It's, it's like a, it's bugs trapped in webs. There
0: are bugs trapped in webs. Like a lot of bugs trapped in webs. If you shot a crossbow in there, you'd probably hit more than one.
2: Yeah, I think she's going to... Because it's like way up in the rafters, right? So she, she couldn't reach it with a sword, right? She's going to hold an action until there is something more definitive to shoot. Okay. So if something solidifies out of that, she will shoot it. Okay. Sylpha. I think likewise
3: Sylpha will hold an action if there's something more
0: concrete to attack. Okay. You're, if something concrete pops out, you are going to hit it. Sable, change in your action or common horses?
1: I already calmed one horse, so There's I am
0: going angry to... horse.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to look back up at those locusts now that they tried to cast a spell again. And I am going to reach down and pull out the same things that I pulled out a moment ago to cast a moonbeam. And I'm just going to let a little bit of that magic show. You know, some of that radiant light show on my hand and in my eyes. And I'm going to look up at it and I'm going to say, either show us what you are or I will obliterate
0: you. Thomas looks up and is equally bewildered.
1: Hey, I'm trying to intimidate there.
0: (laughs) All of the locusts, at the same time, try to free themselves. And it's like a concentrated effort as every one of them tries to break free at the same time in the same way. Insects have a negative four strength roll, and so they get a three.
1: Oh, lovely. (laughs)
0: Does she successfully intimidate them? You, you do not need to roll. Okay. It's, it is successfully.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was holding the moonbeam.
0: All intimidations work. It doesn't say anything in response. It tries to flee, and it can't.
1: I don't know what this thing is, but my intention was if it didn't change into something else, I was going to literally obliterate it with moonbeam.
0: You can hit a moonbeam into the, into the rafters. Please give me your base damage roll, and it has a disadvantaged saving throw. Yeah, it's going to fail. Twelve. Okay, so the moonbeam rips through the webbing, just shattering the webs, and the locusts just dissolve in this beam of light. 12 damage is enough, you will do some damage to the rafters and the roof.
3: I always imagined moonbeam as being, like...
0: Peaceful and tranquil?
3: No, but, I mean, I mean, it will, it can... I always imagined moonbeam as a spell that that doesn't do property damage, but hurts a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, that's reasonable.
0: That is reasonable. Let's say that... Concentrated moonlight is not sufficient to take the roof off of a barn.
3: Like, it's a mystical light that's hitting a surface. It's not bothering the surface, but whatever is living.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is an AoE, and as such, it is super effective, thus applying double damage. The bugs are just falling out of the webs. Just every single one of the bugs stops moving simultaneously and just falls. Most of them are still stuck to webs, the ones that weren't disintegrated. Leaving a very messy roof of just dangling dead locusts. Welcome to the mid-roll, and that means it's time for fairy facts. The Kelpie is a humanish, horse-ish fairy creature from Scotland and Ireland. Kelpie like to walk about as a black-colored horse, so people will ride them. Then the kelpie makes a break for water. If it arrives at fresh water, it dunks you and everybody has a good laugh. But if it arrives at salt water, it tears you apart and eats you. Except for the liver. So, you know, if you find a stray liver near a body of water, well, I guess you know what happened. Kelpie can transform into humans, but often retain their horse hooves, which with the introduction of Christianity likely made them more sinister over time with comparisons to Satan. Most large bodies of water have a kind of water fairy around them which is used to warn off children from the dangers. Other examples include the Nixie of Germany, the Bunyip of Australia, and the Weewin of, of Central America. How to deal with a Kelpie, you ask? Well, no horse play near bodies of water, which does include riding strange horses. However, if you happen to have horse tack stamped with the sign of the cross, you can probably capture it and put it to work. Kelpie can also be killed by a silver bullet, but that's not nearly as fun. However, if you do get a bridle off a Kelpie, you can use it to turn people into horses, which is definitely going to be a magic item in a future campaign. Okay, let's get back to it.
2: I think Jalen's going to climb up and cut a few of the locusts down so we can give it to somebody to look at.
3: Sylpha will take out a vial and accept one of the locusts and place it into a vial.
1: And I will go calm the other horse.
0: Someone roll me a d20. This is straight-up luck roll. Oh, shit. Who
3: feels luck?
1: I always fail luck rolls. Like, always. <laughs> I usually don't. I'll do it.
2: Okay. I would like to point out you got double Master wands. Wu. Master
1: Wu! Master <laughs> That's a 19! 19. Yes. Nineteen. Okay,
0: I'm going to say that because you already suspect that fetches are at play, having it disintegrate now as opposed to in a few hours... Would not give you more information. Right. So you have bugs in the vial, and you see some other bugs just start to disintegrate, and you realize that this is a fetch coming apart, and the bugs are leaving behind sticks and leaves. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But you have a vial full of bugs. Which will Mm -hmm. soon
3: be sticks and leaves.
0: Well, you know that fetches come apart after they die, but it can take up to like four days. Or it could be instant. It's completely random you are however lucky and so you have a vial full of bugs
2: what about the spider body is
1: it still a spider body
0: that spider was a mutated barn spider that had been increased in size using the insect growth spell
1: yeah okay it's a spell i have too so i know that they're at least as powerful as i am which is scary
2: but Dalen looks around and says but you said the spellcaster was here had to be here right the
1: chittering noise you heard that was the spellcaster
2: I think it was the Fetch.
3: They're said to grow in power.
1: Once they know what they are.
3: In addition to becoming more malevolent, once they know their nature.
1: How in the world can she make them do this? Well, I'm also trying to calm the horses
0: and soothe them. You can calm them down. I am going to roll the house another perception check because there is one lit lantern outside and they could see it. They didn't hear anything. And they do see it. Good. Let them come. Or rather, you see light from the house intensify as the front doors swing open and you know that someone is coming this way.
1: All right. That's fine by me. I don't mind if they find us, but...
0: I mean, two of you are nobility.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Thomas Thomas is is. here. He's noble.
2: (laughs) Thomas and Sable are...
1: Sable, as she's calming the horses, is going to say, how in the world does she make them able to do this?
3: Well, I suppose there could be a variety of means. I'm not very well versed in enchantments. It's the one type of magic I've been explicitly forbidden from studying. I mean, of course I know a couple enchantment spells, because I I need to know how it works. But I suppose she could put a gish on them, or some other method of controlling their powers. I mean, controlling their minds, and therefore using their powers.
2: I'm nodding quietly. Jalen is sort of still looking at the vial with the bugs in it and says, is there a way to trace someone's magic like like a fingerprint?
1: At least one of the spells was druidic in nature. So if I will say,
3: there's methods of divining magical residue, the presence of magic. There's ways of determining the type of magic used, but... As far as tracing, like, the magical signature of an individual, I I really don't know. Okay,
2: okay, but hold on. You're saying it had to have been druid magic. How many druids in the kingdom are powerful enough to do this? I'm guessing Sable is, but she's here, so we know it wasn't
1: her. We are about to have company. Perhaps we should talk about this later.
0: So you do hear men in armor uh, outside stop well short of the barn and say, Come out with your hands up where we can see them. And Thomas says, "I I got this, guys. Hold on. And Thomas says, "Hey everybody." And they both go, "Oh shit." And it's very quiet for a moment.
1: <laughs> oh, cuz it's Thomas.
0: As Thomas says, "Hey, um I was walking by and it turns out there was some giant monster thing in your barn." And the two guards are like, "Lord Drury, um I must get the lord and lady. Excuse me." <laughs> "Lord Drury, what were you doing in a barn with three women?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Thomas becomes the kingdom's stud. <laughs> I did not make myself readily visible. I mean, I didn't really hide hide, but... No, I don't think any of us were visible except for yeah, Thomas. Yeah, I think Thomas went... We're
0: in the barn and Thomas went out. Thomas just stepped out of the barn. They didn't see any of you. And one of the guards turns and runs back and you can tell there from the sound there are more outside. So if you come out, they will see you.
2: Yeah. Jalen looks at the other two and kind of does a shrug question. Like, do we go out? Do we stay?
1: Mm. I look between them and turn into a weasel.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And Jalen can blend away.
1: Well, but she's not going, she's not going to leave
2: Sylpha in the lurch if, like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Sylpha
1: could mess up her hair, smear some lipstick on Thomas Drury. (laughs) (laughs) They could have been having a tryst. That would work just fine. All right. Jalen will step back
2: into a shadow and she'll blend in with her own dark clothes and the shadows.
0: Jalen, if you would like to leave, there is one of those hayloft doors up there. You could slip out. She's not leaving without the other two. Okay. You're just kind of invisible.
2: I mean, does Sable leave? Does she get out of the barn? No, I'm just hidden in the hay.
0: Okay. There are lots of places a weasel could get out. Okay. So yeah, so Jalen's just going to hide in the shadows, but she's not leaving without her buds. Okay, so Thomas says, yeah, yeah, no, a giant monster is really something, really something you would not believe. And the, you can hear one of the guards be like, um, forgive my rudeness, Lord Drury, but why are you here? And he says, oh, but there was a monster in your barn. What, what part are you not understanding? And the guard is just quiet. A few minutes go by, and then you, you can hear a lot more people outside.
1: Mm.
0: Someone steps up and says, at young... Master Drury, what are you doing here after dark on the Friker's land? And Thomas says, well, I was out for a walk, and there was a terrible monster attacking your barn. And then someone looks through the barn door.
2: (laughs) There is a mutilated horse.
0: There is a horrifically mutilated horse. Like, pincher claws, stabbed scorpion spine, like this- no human was going to do this to a horse. Mm-hmm. Without
3: my friends, I'm a little worried about how this is shaping up to look for, <laughs>
0: <laughs> for me, the
3: spellcaster.
0: If you would like to cast a spell, you have a moment. You can tell that someone is coming to the door. I will let you react.
1: You could be invisible. Okay, so
3: Silfa <laughs> grabs a rope from the side of the barn, throws up oh. <laughs> the rope trick, looks back at Thomas and says, I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) 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 So, Lord Frikers looks through the door and he sees a barn. One stall is just blood splattered and a mess. The roof is covered in webs and dripping locusts.
1: But the other horses are totally cool.
0: (laughs) There are three (laughs) horses that look like a little disheveled, but, you know, kind of calm down. He says, Wow, we're gonna need to have a conversation with your parents, young man, but you are definitely staying the night. It is way too dangerous out here. And Thomas says, Yes, I I agree. I guess we're staying the night. Good night, horses. And (laughs) A servant will walk in, inspect things. Jalen, I'm gonna need you to roll me your stealth because a servant is going to roll perception.
2: 27. (laughs) <laughs>
0: holy shit okay i was like uh oh the servant rolled a 15 <laughs>
2: she's so stealthy it's boring
0: <laughs> yeah you are hidden away well and this the servant walks through sees the the wreckage of this horse and you hear him say yeah we're gonna need a couple strong men to deal with this in the morning because this is gonna be hard to get out of here and then he closes the door and you hear the the outer piece of wood click closed <laughs>
1: It's all right. There's, There's other out. ways out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a weasel sized hole I can get through. I'm not There's, worried about that. I'm going to have to like misty
0: step. There is one of those hayloft doors up in the top. You could all kind of climb out the hard way. Or but... Sable
2: can go out as a weasel, come around and open the barn door for us.
0: That is Perfect. fair, yes. Which that is what I good.
1: was going to do, yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to do a, a little
1: Scooby-Doo.
0: You get out of the barn and get away from the house. Now we will continue our scene. The three of you are alone. It is dark. You know there is a giant owl somewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I do another Pass Without Trace? What is Pass Without Trace? If I need it. It's
0: a second level spell.
1: It is a second level? Oh yeah, I do still have one. I I think that this is proof that Yennefer is sending these creatures for the attacks. Well... It's proof enough for us, but
2: we have to convince people who don't think we're worth our salt, so how do you want to go about that?
1: I don't know, but I'm also curious as to why Miev had a flock outside in the evening.
2: That's a
0: good point. You will note that there were no shepherds.
1: Yeah, I'm
2: guessing there's somebody on Miev's property working for Yennefer, but I don't know why they would be putting sheep out as bait like that.
1: I think we should check.
2: We should see who is on duty.
0: We're walking past
1: on our way home. Okay,
0: you were walking past on your way home. The barn is exactly how you left it.
1: Did Sable pass, pass without trace? Only if you think we need to. I mean, if somebody asks her to, she will. Yeah, I think Jalen will ask her to,
2: be like, you know, if that owl is still flying around and figured out that we gave it bait, it might be a good idea if we could, you know, get by it.
3: Plus, we wanted to get off the property without being yeah, seen. Yeah, that's true
2: too,
1: yeah. I will head to Miev's door, unless they suggest otherwise. No, I'm
2: alright with going to Miev's. Yeah. It is closer at this point. I'm
1: okay with waking up Miev if she's there, or is she at the Lunari Estate?
0: Unclear.
1: Yep. Yeah, doesn't matter to me. I would go to that door. I, I'll i hold past Without Trace until we get to the door, then.
0: Okay. You get to the door, and you can knock. Tess comes to the door, and swings the door open, and says, Oh, you traveled at night? Come in! Come in! And she closes the door, kind of, hard behind you and like looks out into the lawn and gives you this look like you're crazy i'll go get the lady the house is quieted down like it is late does she look like we woke her up tess no she does not look like you woke her up it does look like people will probably have probably gone to bed but she was still awake and after a fashion lady mievs comes out she's actually not wearing anything fancy she's clearly in a house dress and says oh is something wrong you had a flock of sheep left
1: outside without any protection. Not put away in a barn. I had a big owl circling overhead looking to chomp down on some of them. Not a big owl. A owl the size of that barn.
0: Okay. Bigger, even. Mm-hmm. A very big owl. Come with me just a moment, please. And she turns and, and walks into a study and then rolls out a little map of her property and says, Which one of the barns? And you can point to it. And she says, okay. And she walks over to a little ledger and flips it open and says, did you see any shepherds? Nope. no one was there. All right. Well, we will have a little talk with Aaron if he shows up. Aaron? Yes. He's officially missing. Since when? Well, that's his barn. He should have been in it.
2: Was he in
1: it yesterday? Yes. Was there any reason we should be concerned about Aaron?
0: No. He's been a house servant his whole life. Let me get you a room for the night.
2: Mm, thanks.
0: There are a couple of guest rooms that are mostly made up. She's not wondering why we were out and about. She doesn't ask. She doesn't
1: ask. Okay. As she leaves, I'm picking sticks and leaves off of my clothing, and I'll say, do you think we should tell her? Sylpha nods. We have a good room for that.
3: Lady Miev, may we speak to you in confidence?
0: Yes. Is it the kind of confidence which we should go to the bunker? Yep. Mm. Sylpha nods
3: affirmatively.
0: All right, to the sanctum, and she takes you back through the kitchen to the circular room with the warded door and pops it open and steps inside. What's she working on now that we've done the golem? So when you get in there, there are still pieces of golem lying around and the different components are still there. You see a part of the heart of ice is still frozen, still on the desk. But she seems to have books just scattered everywhere with various miscellaneous bookmarkers shoved in them. If you take a peek at one that's lying open on her desk, she appears to be researching fairy lore. Specifically, it looks like agreements. Any, anywhere where any agreement is recorded. Mm. Mm-hmm. A true wizard study. And she says, so, we are alone. Sylpha says in a,
3: a very low voice, we were out tonight and witnessed... An attack on the Friker's estate.
0: Hmm. She says, well, that proves it then. This is clearly a plot. These are not random.
3: No, not random. And from the evidence we have uncovered, we believe that first, it is the work of fetches. And secondly, someone has a means of controlling those fetches.
2: Hmm. Sable's saying it's druid magic. Very, very powerful druid magic. And I'm willing to bet we can count on half of one hand the number of people who are capable of it. My understanding is there's
0: only one powerful druid in this
1: kingdom.
0: Sorry, two powerful druids in this kingdom. And I think Sable is on our side, so it's not her. What evidence do we have? Enough to go to Lord Mentor?
2: Bugs.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sylpha pulls out the vial and says... Evidence that will probably disintegrate in a matter of hours. The, well, what I believe to be the fetch, was capable of casting powerful spells, and it disintegrated in the way that fetches do. But it was like a swarm of locusts, and she'll pull out the vial to show her.
2: If it was the Laura ipsum fetch, you all did witness him going to House Farathi, Earlier today, right? So if he turns up missing, that's a piece of the puzzle, a piece of evidence.
3: If he believes us. Disturbingly, if she's using fetches as her means of operating, she could pin those same crimes on the individuals themselves.
2: Well, but they're in Fae.
3: Byron isn't. It's
2: true. Hmm.
0: Well.
3: And if the Fae made a fetch copy of Byron, who knows? There may be other Mason fetches. How many? How many fetches... Are there? How many could be under her control? Furthermore, I can speculate, but we need to know her means of controlling them as well. Lady Miev... Yes? You know Yennefer Varathy is making moves to dispose Lord Mentor.
0: She is, and is moving much faster than I thought capable.
2: You also have an oath of loyalty.
0: I do. A good point. Hmm.
2: And I think These targeted attacks
3: are a means of rallying the other houses to her side?
1: Of course.
0: I've heard rumors that she's promised Lord Evans his own personal set of laws that he was interested in. Yeah. And that she has promised the Masons that they will um, have whatever marriage contract they wish, which is why Meg withdrew this morning.
1: And as I understand it from you, Sylpha, it seemed that the court was very busy in making these alliances today. Indeed, I was there. Frikers will now be allied with her, I am certain. The question becomes this. Do we want to stop her right now?
2: Jalen looks at the ceiling for a second and she says, Lord Mentor is a stick in the mud, but he is a really predictable stick in the mud. Jennifer, we have no idea what we're going to get if she gets her way. Just no idea.
0: I cannot imagine a universe where the porninios or the drurys would go along with this.
2: No, but they might be outmatched, lady. And frankly, if, the, if this is the means that she wants to go through to take control, I can't trust her as far as I can throw her. and I don't think any of us can.
3: I presume that her preference may be to achieve what she desires in a bloodless political way, but I certainly can't imagine that it is out of the question that she would attack the Mentors as well,
1: particularly with so many houses now withdrawing their champions. That is our question. We can't do both. We cannot stay here and stop Yennefer and go to the castle. Do
2: you want to just ditch it and go to the castle?
1: (sighs) What will we come back to?
2: No idea. But I don't I don't know how much we can do about this. I mean, what are we going to take to Lord Mentor some bugs in a jar and say it's druids? I mean, he already knows that. I guarantee you, he already knows it. Mm. I mean, if we're going to do something here now, we have to catch Yennefer in the act. And we have to be able to expose her publicly in the act.
3: And even then, what? what would the consequences be? I mean, There isn't a prison cell in this kingdom that could hold me. I am sure the same is true of Yennefer Verathy.
2: And what means is she going to turn to if she gets exposed that way, if she's going to have to show a harder hand? Like, so far, she's killing off fetches and livestock, and she's only killed off a person when she had the ability to bring them back. If we kick this nest, what's she going to do next?
0: Lady? So she says, at this juncture, there's a legal maneuver. That has gotten very dangerous all of a sudden. There's a thing called the Lord's Council, and if Lord Mentor called a Lord's Council, they would all get together and they would all have an equal vote on any business that they got called together to address. So, if things get desperate enough, Lord Mentor may try to mobilize the army through a Lord's Council. It sounds like, with the Masons, the Mieves, the Evans, and now the Frikers, anything Yennefer Verrathia wants, she could get voted through. So, we need to prevent the calling of a Lord's Council. That won't necessarily keep Lord Mentor safe, but it would stop the Bloodless coup for a while.
2: Wait, he's not dumb enough to do that. he He knows he's outnumbered, right?
0: I don't know what he knows.
2: Like, if he's dumb enough to do that, I'm almost rooting for Yennefer at this point.
0: He's probably not dumb enough to call a Lord's Council yet. But the lords will likely start clamoring for one soon. Hmm. If these attacks continue, we're in this is an inevitability.
1: Then we need to talk to Mentor before we go to the castle.
0: Will he make
2: time for us? He hates you, and we're nobodies.
1: I can get in.
0: I mean, Lord Mentor's not going to make time for me, but I suspect he would make time for Sable or Vanessa Lunari's daughter.
2: Alright, then we should do that tomorrow. Or tonight if you want. Hell, we're feeling Randy. We're out at night
0: these days. I can get us to town if you think it's really desperate.
1: It would be a benefit for Lord Mentor to know about this attack before.
3: There were few witnesses to what happened at the Frikers. They have no idea what danger they were in.
1: They have Thomas. Alright,
0: we'll give it a try. I think we should tell Mentor about this before the Frikers do. Let's do it. Well, gather in close then. Yay! And she starts to cast a spell.
2: And Sandra does the... (laughs)
0: <laughs> and y'all teleport so I need to roll a percentage dice to see you arrive not in Lord Mentor's castle but in Silfa Lunari's living room Vanessa is in house clothes looking almost asleep on the couch and Hanzo is not actually wearing clothes <laughs> and he crosses his legs sheepishly
2: boo <laughs> What a moment.
3: <laughs> Silver blocks her eyes. <laughs> la 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 la!
0: <laughs> At the edge of the city, deep in the night, a few locusts struggle in the snow, trying to get back to the empty skin and dark cloak of the fetch of Lady Mason. It lies just a foot or two away, discarded and empty like a fallen mask. We see it and the locusts quiver. And then the fallen snow covers the sticks and leaves. The scene becomes nothing more than a lost cloak in the snow. And that is the end of our show. Before I get into the normal things I normally say, I do have a mixed emotions kind of announcement. We bent over backwards to ensure our production schedule was not interrupted by COVID and the other demands of 2020, but we are going to be taking a short vacation. During that time, I will run little tidbits so that you can still hear our voices talking about D&D. But why a vacation, you ask? Well, our very own Julie is a COVID vaccine coordinator and is running vaccine clinics, working long hours, sticking that good healing juice into arms, and stopping the waves of death and destruction that have gripped the world, in the little way that we can, thanks to the power of modern medicine. Now, you might be thinking, oh no, Nate's going to apply some kind of get vaccinated peer pressure. Well, listener, you are right. Every D&D player knows that sometimes you can roll a one. Only bet pretend lives on dice. Play the odds, get the shot. Bear with us, and we'll be back as soon as we can and probably with our first sponsor. Oh boy! Now, where was I? Special thanks to Todd Ferguson of My Pet Machine for our tunes and Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. What happens when you walk in on your dad naked? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey.
1: The same spell that I cast when we were in the room with the period monster.
0: Ant flow. Ant flow. Yes. yes. To clarify, that was actually a great ant (laughs) flow.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: As opposed to a mini flow.
1: No, just a regular ant flow. A regular flow. That was a great
2: doozy ant (laughs) flow.
1: A greater, a greater ant flow as opposed to a lesser ant (laughs) flow.
0: Mandy sat down in front of the camera and then like crossed her arms in order to adjust the pillow behind her back, and it looked for a second like she was just going to take her shirt off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we're playing strip D and D. It's topless D and
2: D hour, kids. <laughs>
0: that's, that's the only way I play D and D. This
3: is a different kind of dungeon.
2: <laughs>
3: I want to make a joke, but I am not going to say it on record while we're recording. Oh,
2: come on! i'll oh, do it! Oh, no, come on! Oh, do it! Oh, no! Do it, do
3: it. No! Oh, no!
2: <laughs> we'll cut it, Julie. We uh-huh. promise. We'll cut it,
3: Julie. We'll cut it, and it will be at the end and of it'll the outtakes. be It'll be the outtakes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs>